So God, appreciate what the Lord did for us this morning, but he can do it again. Can I get a witness right there? He's a big enough God to do it again. Amen. Brother Tim Mitchell, how about you open us in a word of prayer? Maybe seated, page 360 at the bottom. Sometimes we misgiving for the day, and they fight I cannot see. I ask my new Lord to ride the way. He whispers sweet peace to me. Peace to me. 
one more, page 329. snow tubing. I don't know if they've got a sign-up sheet. I hope they got one. I like those things. So uh, if you are interested in going, talk to somebody, and uh, I'm sure they can talk to you about it, because that's all I know about it. I'm just the pastor around here, amen? Uh, and then Men's Top Golf, we're going to be having that event on March the 11th. We'll be leaving the church at 2 p.m., and don't forget our revival coming up in April with Brother Bud Stiltner. I'm looking forward to that and to being with Brother Bud during that time. That's going to be in April so that you'll know the dates, the 16th through the 19th. Don't book anything on top of that. Plan on being here and we'll have a good time in the Lord. Y'all pray for me as I try to sing this. It's been a long time since I sung it. Matter of fact, my wife's the one who requested, so y'all pray. I come to the garden
spend some time in prayer with him and that song is so true it is sweet when you get together in communion with him I have to admit sometimes I pray on the run but I'm thankful for those times he gives me just to just to get closer to him in prayer and they are some very sweet times I'm glad he'll walk with you and talk with you and tell you you're my very own amen Amen. It is good to have Brother Samuel preaching for us tonight. Uh, did have him lined up for tonight. Our plans were, mine and Deb's, was to leave right after morning service. Got to travel down to South Georgia. Uh, first thing in the morning, we were going to leave this afternoon preaching a meeting for Brother Joe Chancey down there. So you pray for us and we'll be back uh, probably around Friday and back back with y'all this coming Sunday. But Brother Samuel's been lined up to preach for us. I asked him, I said, how old were you 
when you were called to preach, he said, 14 years old, and uh, he's 15 now. <laughs> I said, how old are you now, 15? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a whopping old, 23 years old. Uh, he's still wet behind the ears. But Stan, Summer, I want to tell you all, I love that boy. He's like a son to me. He really is, and this family's been such a blessing to us. We've adopted them as our daughter and son, and little Kennedy is mine. That's my, that's my little girl. Brother Samuel, you come on and preach. Please. If you will, go ahead and turn your Bibles over to Matthew chapter 7. That's where we're going to be spending our time. I'm not going to ask you all to stand tonight because we're going to read the whole chapter. And I know I'm lazy and I wouldn't want to stand up that long, so I'm not going to make y'all. <laughs> Verse number one, the Bible says, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, uh, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam, I'm sorry, first cast the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and render you. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and, ye, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that, is, that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and, he, and to him that knocketh it shall be it. It shall be open. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks for bread, will ye give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will ye give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would, whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do even to, so to them, for this is the law and the and the prophets. Enter ye in all. I'm sorry. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that which go in which go in thereby. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening, ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. 
A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every, th- every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have, you, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out demons? And in thy name done many wondrous works? And then shall I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these things, saying of, saying of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the, that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these things of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these, these things, saying, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he had taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day that you've given us today. Thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to be able to meet in your house today. God, I pray that you would uh, just help meet with us to here this afternoon. I pray that you would just uh, show up and show yourself to us today. Lord, I pray that you would uh, help us to take uh, what we um, learned this afternoon and apply it to our lives, Lord. And I pray that you would just uh, give us grace throughout this week. In your son's name I pray. Amen. Judge not that ye be not judged. I'm glad tonight uh, that I have a church family where you don't have to worry about when you walk in here that uh, you're going to be worried about, be about, worried about being judged um, by people that go to this church. I've stepped in some churches where it feels like even the Holy Spirit isn't welcome. Um, <laughs> you know, we grow up hearing the phrase, uh, judge not lest ye be judged. I've even been guilty of uh, saying it during a confrontation. Somebody's pointing out my wrongs. And I said, hey, don't, don't you point your fingers at me. You know, you'll be judged. Uh, whenever we get a little uncomfortable during a confrontation, we might bring that up. Um, but uh, really, as Christians, I think we really have a problem with judging the unsaved. Um, I've said it before, but it's uh, really hard to invite someone to church that you can't bring yourself to speak with um, when you can't bring yourself to speak with a certain type of people. Um, Or if you've got the same things going on in your life as a saved person uh, that an unsaved person does. Lying, stealing, and cheating are characteristics of a saved person can be a characteristics of a saved person and an unsaved person. The blind cannot lead the blind, and you need to get your act together first. Um, That's verses 1 through 5. Verse 6. Here we see Jesus telling us not to waste your time with people who are bent on trying to bring down the name of God. Um, Verse 6 reads, Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, 
lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and render you. Um, people that, uh, these are the people I'm talking about here are uh, people that want to debate the Bible. Um, you won't convince someone to get saved, especially someone who doesn't want to be. Uh, does that mean that that person can't be saved? No, it, uh, it just means that God has to soften their heart some, um, some more before they're ready. Um, but someone who wants to, but someone who wants to argue the Bible is doing nothing but trying to slip you up, uh, and you're doing, you're going to be doing a lot better just saving your breath, right? Um, trying to convince someone to get saved. Uh, that doesn't want to hear it, uh, that person, like I said, is going to do nothing more than slip you up. That person was more than likely sent by the devil uh, to make you stumble and fall and question what you believe in um, rather than by God in order to witness for that person. Um, you have to know who you're speaking to. Verse uh, 7 through 11. Um We'll go ahead and reread 7 through 11. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone uh, that seeketh receiveth, and he that, I'm sorry, for everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son asked for, uh, asked for bread, Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know you to know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good gifts to them that ask him? God rewards those who are straightforward with him. Uh, when you ask him for something, be direct and don't bargain. How many times, I'm very guilty of this, do we pray and say, God, if you'll do this for me, I'll do this for you. You can't bargain with God. God's not interested in empty promises from us. Um, plus, besides that, he's God and he doesn't need anything from us. Um, Jesus uses the analogy of the parent-child relationship to our own relationship with God, saying that no matter how evil, um, I'm sorry, saying that even as evil as we are as humans, when your child comes to you and asks for something for you, from you, you want to give them exactly what they ask for or better, right? That's your first initial reaction to your children. Now think about God being perfect what he wants to do for you whenever you ask him the first time. Not bargaining. You know, <laughs> something I used to do as a child is I'd go to my father and I'd say, uh, if I, I, I'll do this, Dad, if, uh, if you just let me be able to go to my friend's house. You know, oftentimes I'm so focused on going to my friend's house that I really don't actually care about what I said I would do for my father, right? It was really in the fact of for me. Um, that's more so what I meant whenever I said God's not interested in, in empty promises. 
there used to be an old TV show. I say old. Um, whoops. Uh, I don't even remember the name of it. It was something in, about some alley cats. And in the in the beginning of it, in the theme, um, one of the cats would go up to a soda machine and they'd stick a quarter in there. Well, they had a string tied on to the quarter. And as soon as they walked away, they jerked it right back out. Oftentimes, that's what we do when we leave our stuff on the altar for God. We'll lay it on the altar, and then as we walk away, we'll just flip it back up, stick it back in our pocket. Um, and that's a big problem that we have as Christians. Um, so when uh, we bargain for God, we often can't even hold up to our end of the deal. We're imperfect. Um, so if you just ask God rather than bargain... You'd be better off just straightforward asking. Um, and he says he'll give it to us. Verse 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. Uh, for this is the law and the prophets. Verse 12 is a simple rule on just how to treat others. Uh, everyone knows the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. Um, I know it might sound silly for me to preach on that because uh, you're about pounded that into you how to treat others and how you should want to be treated, um, how you should treat others how you want to be treated. Uh, but it is something to keep in mind on the days that uh, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, <laughs> on the days that you're feeling just snappy, you know. Uh, people don't know what's going on inside of your head, and uh, it's usually better that you keep it that way. You know, um, so keep that in the forefront of your mind on, on your everyday basis. Uh, verse 13 and verse 13 and 14. Enter ye in at the, at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Have you ever been to a national park or been hiking on a trail? And one of the first signs that you see when you're going on a trail is to stay on the marked trail, right? Um, it's always at the very beginning. But as you go down the trail, uh, you always, almost always, will see the smaller trails that's where people have just gone off to the side and gone looking, gone exploring. Um, now that sign is there, uh, on the main trail for your safety, because everybody knows what's on this trail, right? Um, so that is, that there, <clears throat> that is there for your safety. Um, it's easier and it will take you to a beautiful view on that main trail, uh, but I've, I've followed some of the off-beaten trails before. And yes, it is harder, and some of them do get a little dangerous. And they are always smaller and more sketchy to go down. But a lot of times when you get out there, the view there is more beautiful than the view that you would see on the main trail. Um, making it worth the hard, the difficulty level to get to it. Uh, I, um, it's sorry. It's always more difficult to take that smaller trail. Um, 
I'm sorry. And that's just like the world. There's going to be a lot of people, uh, a lot of false prophets, that are going to tell you to stay on the easy path. Um, uh, the one that gets everyone else to where they're wanting to go, right? Uh, it will take you where to the view where you want to go, but it doesn't matter where you want to end up. Uh, it matters where God wants you to go. Uh, and the path is going to be hard. The path that God has for you is going to be hard. It's going to take work every day. You'll want to quit, and you'll probably get hurt. But the destination is far greater there than, when, than the destination that you would take following the world. Um, for some people, uh, it isn't worth the hard trail. Um, for some people, they just want to see the beautiful view uh, and take the easy way. They'd rather stroll easily through life and end up in hell. And I honestly don't get that. I would rather take it on the chin here and end up in heaven. Um, verse 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening, ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bring forth, bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Uh, every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruit ye shall know them. Um, you shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto, unto me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out many devil, cast out devils, and in thy name done many wondrous works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart me, depart from me, ye workers, you that work iniquity. Verses fifteen through thirteen is a quick guide on how you should, uh, on who you should have as role models in your life. It says, "Beware of false prophets," and describes them as wolves in sheep's clothing. Be careful of the preachers who only tell you what you want to hear. Uh, the Bible says you'll know um, you'll know them by their fruits. Verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine uh, says, "I'm sorry." Verses 28 and 29 backs this up by saying the people were astonished for he taught them as one having authority. What that means having authority is he didn't demand anything from them. He just spoke and people listened. He, he had a way of talking to people uh, and people would just, they gravitated towards him. And you, you can meet people like that today that are very, have a gravitational pull to them. Um, but uh, here's something I've figured out. 
someone who's very strong doesn't have to tell you that they're very strong. But you know who to call when you need help picking something heavy up. Same thing for if someone that's very smart doesn't have to tell you that they're very smart. But you know who you can call to answer a question that you've got. Um, same goes for anyone who claims God. Uh, you'll know by their fruits if, uh, if they're worth spending your time on. If they're worth you investing your time on. If you should use that person as a role model and listen to what they have and what they say, let that person affect how you live your life. Um, in conclusion, verses 24 through 27. Therefore, whatsoever ye, whatsoever hear, whosoever heareth these, thing, these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, and was founded on the rock. And every one that heareth these things, these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Uh, in verses 24 through 27, Jesus says, if we hear these things, and... Uh, we use them to build the foundation of our life then we will then the trial then when the trials and tribulations come uh there you'll stand victorious over the devil's attacks but if you hear these things and you do nothing uh, then you're like a foolish carpenter who knowingly traded his firm foundation for a beachfront view on the sand um i'm sure the view's pretty uh, but when the trials and tribulations come, though you'll lay fallen and broken, don't be foolish and build your life on the rock. Um, you know, I've I've preached a little bit of, about uh, some steps that you can take in your life and some things that you can apply in your life. These are more of a guide than anything. Jesus did all the preaching there, and all I did was explain a little bit. Um, but in that last part, it tells us you've got a choice to make. It's yes or no, you know. Um, you're either going to take the straight path or you, in, in the narrow way, or the straight gate in the narrow way, or you're going to take the wide gate. Um, and I'll leave it to you, Brother John. Just making I'm in a forced night. Let's all stand. That chapter's loaded with a lot of good advice of how to live the Christian life. And I want to live it as a wise man. I don't want to be foolish with my life. I want to live it just the way Jesus described it. Talked about judging. We're all bad about that. Every one of us, we see somebody, we've already got a, a view developed of them. But it's better to get to know somebody before you judge them. And uh, a whole lot of preaching in that one chapter. And we just need to build our lives on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness right there? Amen.
Thank you, Brother Samuel, for reminding the Lord tonight and bringing us that, those thoughts. Um, let's do this. Play us a little something, sis. And I want you to go to somebody and tell them how much you love them and appreciate them, have a little time of fellowship. When you've done that, we're going to go be dismissed back there to the fellowship hall. Don't go anywhere yet, but just tell somebody how much you appreciate them and love them tonight. If you need to come to these altars for any reason, they're open to you. You be sure to mind the Lord.